Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Voices in the Basement. The Basement. Uh, we were yeah. supposed to go on at the same time oh, on that, it didn't we? work. Uh, yeah, alright. We'll, we'll, we'll work on it, we have a few yeah. sessions to go. Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I'm Skip. I'm Hui. And we are players and DMs in and of each other's campaigns yeah yeah I, that's a good way to put it i uh, mean uh i'm a dm he's a dm i'm a player in his campaign and he's a player in mine yeah that's the easiest way to explain that uh so this is sort of like a i guess appendix to uh basement arcana the campaign that who is running yep um so I guess, you know, the the biggest thing is, is why the hell are we doing this and who the hell are we to be doing this? I mean, we really have no right to be honest. No business. We, we have no business doing No that. business We are whatsoever. not professionals. We'll mark that now. And, noobs. Uh, and noobs. We will probably get a bunch of um, rule sticklers. Like, you fucking fuck that you, up the entire... That's not how it works. No. By no. the player's handbook, this is how it works. Well, let me let me give it to you this way. <laughs> Let me give it to you this way, right? Bring it, bring it straight. Put it, put it correct. We and got s- there's a fire truck. Yeah. So <laughs> we do this. Uh, I guess we should kind of say where we are. We're in a tattoo shop. Yeah, yeah. We are <laughs> uh, so it's shop. right on the street, and uh, we may or may not hear some uh, ambulances and sirens. Yeah, we may or may not need to move location. <laughs> we, I mean, you know, this is basement arcana. We, uh, we both That's have true. basements that we can use. Yeah, well, I don't. You do. I do with the really loud bulldogs upstairs, but uh, but that's better than sirens. Yeah, tippy tappy, tippy tappy of the little bulldog nails is probably a session little bit one. Better. We're working the bugs out. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of bugs to work. A lot out. of bugs. So back so, to who the hell we are. Yeah, nobodies. Nobodies. Yeah, nobodies. No. Um. So he, Huey, and I have been playing. Uh, playing with each other. Uh. In, not in different campaigns, not in creepy <laughs> way. Uh, in different campaigns, on and off for what three years now? Three years now, and I think your campaign is the first one any of our characters achieved level five. And that's saying something. I'm gonna honestly, <laughs> it's the first one that any. I think we the our first campaign, Salt Marsh, we got to level three, and then yeah, no, then that was uh that. That was uh, actually one of the players that's in both of our campaigns was DMing that one. Yes. And that was kind of the first, that was all our first yeah. Dungeons and Dragons yeah. experience. Um, we didn't get very far. We didn't get far. At all. Um, like three pages. Like three pages into the <laughs> into the book. Uh, but I think that was like, for me, you know, growing up, uh Dungeons and Dragons was like that final frontier and a f- total nerddom. Yeah. That I was just like, Am I, I'm not re-, like, I was just sitting on the edge waiting for that one finally. And uh, I, I don't know where like the idea of D&D sort of came to me. I feel like I don't even know if I knew about it in high school. I think maybe something happened in college. For me, that sparked it, and I was like, yep. you know, I think that might be fun to play, and I didn't know anybody who played. But then, Logan 
yeah, Logan brought it up to me, and that was the honestly the first. I mean, I think we've all like heard Dungeons and Dragons sure. in the background of our lives, and you but, get the the stereotypical idea of some dork in a basement. Yeah, playing with his I really tense. think of I mean, like, the South Park World of Warcraft episode. Oh like, yeah, the main bad dude sitting sure. like that was Dungeons and Dragons to me yeah. for a while. Yeah. But you know now like. I mean, not that far off, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, neither of us are as big as that character. No, no, that that's for uh, sure. We got that on him. But yeah. I think, um, yeah, that was when I first started playing Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, wow, this is so much fun. Yeah, that, and it it wasn't really something that I n- ever thought I would want, like, want to do. I guess to say, but yeah. I remember growing up as a kid, like playing with friends and like creating these like immaculate you know dreamlike worlds and that we yeah. just run around in our backyards and play them yeah yeah I, that was thinking it like when you say that it reminds me so i guess it wasn't even for me like a um like a that i knew it was like a dungeons and dragons or uh any other tabletop rpg style of playing anything oh. but my my buddy's dad had this huge their dining room was not a dining room it's where he set up his huge warhammer table okay yeah that'll and do it was it. but i had no idea what that was no. i just looked at it and it was tiny little painted models like pewter painted models mm-hmm. for me and um my buddy would take his dad's uh they were essentially catalogs for uh fantasy style weapons and he would bring him out to play, and he okay. would be a merchant, and you would go up and, and you'd buy be buying these, these awesome weapons. weapons. And yeah, yeah. And okay. I didn't realize then that's what I was doing. But you bringing that up, it was like, yeah. oh shit! I like there was all these experiences that I was doing that was essentially like a precursor, right, to Dungeons and Dragons type game. I mean, yeah, like we said, it wasn't yeah. a tabletop game, but I was already like role playing. Yep. And to now have, once we started playing Dungeons & Dragons, I had that outlet. I was like, okay, this is actually cool. And there's a a set of guidelines to follow that make it even more interesting. Yeah. So Um, when when Logan was like, yeah, well, me and my buddies play. Uh, If you ever want to play something, I'm willing to DM. He was like, but you should check out Critical Role. Who now he doesn't even watch a single episode. <laughs> no, he used to, he's like, they're pretty good. I've watched a few episodes. And then I, it was one of the many addictions. Yeah, now Skip and I are like full-blown critical role crackheads. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody looking into it. lore. I mean, sure. everything. Nobody, um, nobody understands. Nobody no, but. understands us. No, nobody does. But uh, back to the idea of. um. Uh, us being dms i think both of us um, i don't want to speak for you but matt mercer as both an individual and a dm really got me wondering i'm like wow i could probably do something like he makes it look super fun not to take anything away from his uh his players because they also make it look super fun yeah and if anybody is like just listening to this and Never has played an episode or played an episode, played mm-hmm. a session of D&D in their lives or even just 
thought about it, check out Critical Role or yeah. Adventure Zone yep. or Dimension 20. All great ones. Great. Uh, Critical Role being probably the most predominant and like like I said, they follow most a very strict set of deadlines yeah. for the most part. Yep. Um, Adventure Zone, from what I've listened to, is very, very homebrew. Yeah. And they are like, like kind of very forgiving in yep. a sense. Uh, Dimension yep. 20 is kind of like the Tales side of the coin of Critical Role. I mean, they're both their completely own yep. entities, but um, Dimension 20, I think, like I think uh, Brennan's currently or has done a whole campaign that's pretty much like in a magical high school okay set in oh, yeah, real yeah, world yeah, yeah. whereas critical role is like Exandria, fantasy yeah. ex- like it's it's, it's, a, it's a homebrew it's world it's a homebrew yeah. world um outside of that i mean i think watching him matt mercer uh dm for me i i always have i'm more of an idea man and i've always got ideas pumping through my head which yeah. is why character creation is just it can be super pro- prolific for some people i totally agree it's you the know, same way for me so many different character ideas running through your head uh by the way if you're listening to basement arcana our uh main campaign story i play frick yes he is I'm frick frick the goblin and if not stated already, I am obviously the DM. Yes. <laughs> um, and I play many characters as the DM. It's... I lost my train of thought. Where was I going <laughs> with that? Uh, no. So I have a lot of ideas going through my head. And I think that's what made it easier easier for me to step into that DM role. Yeah. Because, I mean, all it takes is a little bit of story at least from my perspective, a little bit of a story that you want to gear towards. Right. And then your players end up kind of helping you write that. Right. And that's that's p- part of the beauty about um, creating your own world rather than following an actual campaign mm-hmm. book. Like, um, I, I believe, the one that you first gave me when I first started trying to DM with one of my friend, a few of my other uh, friends was uh, Into the Abyss. I believe it was. Yeah. And yeah. Logan's was the Ghosts of Salt Marsh. Yeah. Um and I did enjoy it. It sure. was it was good. Like I I liked the plot. I liked everything about it. But I was playing with a group of friends that was obviously their first time mm-hmm. playing. Um I think it's good for <laughs> someone who's uh like I will I would suggest that as uh, a dm who completely homebrewed a world mm-hmm. after like never having or before never having dm'd ever yeah and right not knowing what i was diving into yeah it, it's it's a it's a i did it for three sessions out of the book yep. and then at that point i was already like oh, i just don't like being confined to doing what the book is essentially wanting me to do yeah and but it gave me ideas it allowed me to at least get that feeling of dming mm-hmm. prior to just homebrewing your own universe yeah. and creating backstories npcs kings queens everything mm-hmm. um You've got a more, um, I don't want to say rigid, but structured 
uh, development process when it comes to um, world building than I do. Right. Uh, for me, well, we had we had the the campaign before our our current one where you guys had an all a completely different set of characters on mm-hmm. the other side of um my continent's you know map right yeah right? so there was a little bit i could draw from from that in this new one mm-hmm. but essentially th- i didn't necessarily lay out a system of government or or any religious aspects of it and right. i just kind of let it it didn't necessarily happen organically. It was more of a bit of big bit of trial and error, yeah. of like <laughs> like players just dumping shit. Yeah, and, and then I, then having to work from that. But I think a lot of interesting stuff can happen from that. Exactly, and I mean, I definitely went a um, I went really in depth as far as. During my world creation, um, I looked forward in a ways to where I could say, okay, you know, it is the player's job to essentially screw the DM. As Mm -hmm. it is the same way for us to try to make roadblocks and make a challenge for you. And I was like, I know I'm playing. Like, there's you and I'm like three, three others. Yeah, three yeah, others. Yeah. You and so there's four people. Yep. I'm like, I know two out of these four people that are in my campaign are the definition of a wrench in anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I needed to be prepared for that. And right. I and I wanted after like you said, trial and error. Yeah. Try to avoid some of that to where I knew that they were gonna look into things. Yeah, shouldn't be looked into yet. Yeah, that and... you that you like you had you set up things. To try and entice, entice, but also like almost the carrot on the stick. Like, if you just stay on the track, you'll get here someday. It never happens. (laughs) No, it's not going to happen. It never happens. You guys, because the two people you're talking about are the same two people (laughs) People in in my campaign. So he knows people. He knows. Yeah. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. If anybody, there's nothing wrong with that. There's just wrenches left and right. Anybody can dodge a wrench. You can dodge dodge a ball. I think anybody who's listening to this and has DM before probably has at least one player character who yeah. is just notorious for you have this whole plan set up that you spent a week of preparing for. Yeah. And one person in three minutes and one roll fucks it completely right destroys yeah. everything. And you look at your book and you go, well, I'm closing this now because yeah, now I have now to I fucking have to... fly by to the seat of yeah, my pants. Exactly. And that's also some of the beauty of it because some yeah. of the best things that I've seen you come up with and just in my few times of DMing yep. uh, has been stuff that I came up with. Whereas at the end of the night, I'll, I was being like praised for the things that I did. And wanted, they were like, dude, that was so sick. Like, I can't believe you thought about that. I was like, I thought about that. Thank my ass. Because that's where it came from. But the stuff that I had written down a ton of mm-hmm. was almost like just backstory. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody really paid attention to it. But the cool thing about that, too, is like anything you don't use, you can, you know, put it in a box. Save it right. for later. Right. You, know, you and, got leftovers. Uh, that's that's something I have to work on. I mean, just in our last session, I, I realized I was like, 
oh my god we're running like four hours yeah and i was like i gotta i gotta button it up you know and this this last one was the longest session you'd ever ran Oh yeah, by far. I yeah, mean, yeah. Our, one of our one of the player characters in the campaign was literally falling asleep. I mean, mind you, he's <laughs> a <laughs> yeah. little bit older, not old, older. Yeah. And, well, uh, he's not much older than I am. No, but he you. was literally like he was halfway to his bed. <laughs> two two young kids will do that to you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and I just I like you said I didn't even think about. It. I'm like, why don't I just find a good place to yeah. button this off at and pick it up from next time and it's yeah like you said less work that i have yeah. to do preparing for the next one um what was tough for me about the last session was i feel like i kind of needed to get <sighs> what i did to explain it to the listeners um we had a player that couldn't make it to the session mm-hmm. and Early on, I was I was debating whether or not to cancel for the night or go ahead with it. So I had been wanting to put you guys in an actual dungeon situation. Right. And I didn't really know how to do it or where it was going to come in story-wise. But, I mean, on the fly, you think of certain things. And his, his character... Uh, the the player couldn't show up. And, Who is and the wrench, by the way? <laughs> one of one of the wrenches. <laughs> one of the wrenches was a wrench that time. Uh, him and an NPC ended up springing a lever trap sort of thing, and the rest of the team was plunged into an ancient set of um uh, uh I'm drawing a blank. It was kind of like a. Think of like uh, Egyptian. Yeah, it's like there was like reliefs a, on the walls, and it was I don't very want to say tomb. Why am tomb. I? Yeah. Why? Why am I drawing a blank on a religious place right now? What are we? A temple. A temple. There we go. That's Jeez, it. you know we DM people. We, <laughs> yeah. we we do this shit on the fly. I promise. Yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a thing where religious things things happen. Happen. Um, there's so it's three hundred yeah. different times of them. Yeah. There's uh they they plummet into a darkened temple and it ends up just drawing out longer than i expected with like a battle in every room and then like a, yeah. a major uh more of a boss battle at the end but i had to get you guys through the entire dungeon yeah otherwise the player next session when he's gonna be back, back. <laughs> he's gonna be sitting in his character sitting in chains with a with an NPC doing absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. um, while you guys finish up your hag battle. Yeah, right. Which I mean, you, you could do like a sort of yeah. like pan over yeah. to his character and the NPC sort of figuring out how to get out of that, Mm -hmm. which, you know, would be fine to incorporate him into, but it's less fun for him to sit there for an hour long battle and just watch. Right. And so that, that session ran longer than I, I typically run it, but we got some good shit out of it. We got some great stuff out of it. And you know, your players well enough, you can also create things that 
are enticing that little carrot on the stick. Oh man! And <laughs> did he do that for uh, a few people in our in our campaign? And uh, they, it was almost like God. I want to say destiny or just it was predestination. It was fish in a barrel. <laughs> fish in a barrel. Yeah. You throw yeah. a shark in a literal barrel, and he's gonna he's he's gonna do what he does. That's it. And uh, it was uh, you know it's it's great to watch. Yeah, it's great to watch yeah. because I just I can sit there, and you know it's funny because I as a a player know that these things are going to happen, <laughs> and I think that it's so ingrained that I think even the character I'm playing knows that right <laughs> the characters that I'm right is going to do that too. Well, the thing too is that um one of the players first time playing the yep. the other is more of a um, computer gamer as far as like WoW and Diablo and stuff like yep. that. So, I mean, they don't necessarily think about things like that. No. So, and, uh, and which, there's that. But as a DM, I know the kind of, uh, not even as a DM, just as a, uh, a, a co-worker. Cause, yeah. 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 Uh, I know the kind of people they are and the kind of people they're playing in the campaign. Which are not much different from their actual no, personalities. No, not in the least. <laughs> not in the least at all. But it's funny. It is funny. It's great. And I, I it's it's uh it's fun to play and it's damn fun to watch. <laughs> and what I've noticed too is like as a as a DM for me, I need separate campaign to play right right i get a little bit burnt out sometimes and i could as a dm i i could tell that just from um obviously being a player in yep. your campaign i could tell that there was not as much of a um a bravado yeah. from you as yeah. you came in to start playing every night like in the beginning it was like you boys ready that kind of yeah. deal and then yeah. i could see that the the demeanor was going down and I was already in the kind of uh, brainstorming mm -hmm. of wanting to play as a DM again. Yeah. Um, clearly because the campaign that I was playing prior with a few other friends, um, just things got a little bit too crazy yep. with my own personal life. Uh, we were moving. And uh, when I recontacted the players, they were like, nah, man, you know, like my schedule changed. We'd have to do this. We'd have to yep. do that. Like, what what was I even playing again? You know, like. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I know that the only other people that I can really play with is the people that we're already playing with. Mm. And I could tell that you were having yeah. a little bit of issues getting back into it. So I was like, here's this perfect opportunity to not only get the DM of my campaign back into it, but oh, also yeah. be able to get myself back into those shoes of like, I, I really enjoy being a player and I also really enjoy yeah. DMing. So I was like, I can't be the only one that feels that way. So that's why I was like, here we go. We're going to yeah. do this. And uh, well, thanks, I know I'm buddy. personally very happy uh, with how things have started. Yeah. Um, it's been great, dude. Yeah. I, I love, I love Frick. He's uh I like, love Frick. I love that you chose to play a goblin. That just <laughs> that, that was like you were like, I'm gonna be a goblin fighter, and I was like, this is great. Yeah. Like every goblin NPC that I've seen in other campaigns 
It's just a little shit. It's just a little shit, and people let I me I just tell think of, I think of Spurt. Wait, no, he was a no, kobold. Splat. I think it was Spurt. No, it was Spurt. The the kobold. The kobold who gets spurted by the yeah. Giant. <laughs> Spurt gets splatted. <laughs> gets splatted. There you yeah, go. Yeah, by yeah. the by the fire giant. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, it was a kobold. But um, uh, yeah, they're just. They, I I just kind of wanted him to. I don't know, dude. I he's I don't know what I want from him. Well, you know that's the best part about it because when I started this campaign, I wanted you guys to essentially be be the authors of your own mm-hmm. backstory. I mean, I have plans and yeah. I intend for you guys to kind of give me some like brain food to work off of, you know, yep. like we haven't gotten around to that really yet cuz I just want us to get situated. Yep. Um but it's kind of like in your hands. And once you get to know Frick a little bit better, feel free. Like this is an open pot backstory. Yeah. Like things don't have to be like, okay, you handed me a sheet of paper. This is your backstory. Yeah. This is what it's going to be. So originally my thoughts on him were he was just going to be like a a mischievous turd. Yeah, not like a not a turd in a bad way, but he he wanted to be like the entire time I was doing the voice, I was like, "My name's Frick, the saboteur," and it was like a <laughs> right. like a little fucking like uh, self self proclaimed nickname, the saboteur. It's yeah. me, and 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 he's not that. He's but yeah, just, I mean, we saw he just that kind of evolved into uh, I don't know. He's a, I don't want to say a man of the people, but he's oddly for a goblin ha, seems to have like a big he's a heart. He's a bit of a socialite in yeah. a way. Not a socialist, <laughs> socialite. Yeah. Um, no, and we saw that with your interactions with Bola. Yeah. <laughs> Bola. Yeah, Bola. Bola and you seem to get along great. And, like, you had this ability with him to, like, okay, he's been, like, okay, he's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. But you were like, this is my pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring him with me wherever yeah. we go. And you could tell in those interactions that Frick, yeah, he was a sab- sab- saboteur. Yeah. Um, But he he has a heart. Yeah. And I think that can go a long ways with with the story that you choose to go for with him. Yep. And uh, in the last session, he sort of he sort of turned into Bola and yeah. latched onto Tanklin. Yeah. And he was like, ah, we're best friends. We're now. best friends now. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you missed that connection that you had with Bola. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to speak for your character. That's. There's between and, you and Frick. <laughs> yeah, that's between. But I mean, even as a player, I I said something while we were recording. Like it, it dawned on me that that's what I was doing. Yeah, was like, and that oh, was only shit. that happened purely by. So when we first started uh, Basement Arcana, I essentially during our session zero had all the players introduce themselves into the world in their own right and way. They were able to choose where in Pelsadria they came from. Um, and then we kind of did like a vignette small role play of how exactly they are were leaving their homes. Mm-hmm. And 
this interaction between a an NPC Bola and Frick clearly had an impact into yeah Frick's character yeah his his uh his outlook because like you said he latched on to Tenklin yeah who is who is played by my actual his actual brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was like an innate sort of yeah. uh, like I want to annoy my brother oh yeah sort of thing but, uh, but that's okay yeah I don't I don't know where that came from but that's that's just the way it happened um did you want to like uh kind of describe palsadria and like what what's going on with that as far yeah. as yeah um i guess this kind of is a a talk podcast about both of our campaigns and uh the main uh campaign on this podcast will be mine um yep. there's reasons not to be disclosed that it's kind of difficult to podcast <laughs> Skip's <laughs> campaign. Ooh, so dark and mysterious. So dark and mysterious. We'll yeah. keep it that way. But uh, Basement Arcana is uh, what is going to be, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the primary uh, uh, po- uh, podcast here. So, yeah, Palsadra is the homebrew. <laughs> let's, let's just say a, a, a couple people just don't want to be recorded. And Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah. That's a pretty good way to put it. Um they uh not they palsadria yeah um is a homebrew world that i had been working on um kind of just in the back lines it's i've always like i said had all these you you said have all these ideas running through my head and i was like oh it'd be so cool to build my own world and one day i downloaded this app on my computer called incarnate and uh uh, my girlfriend was still asleep and I was like, this is my time to, to do my dumb shit, you know? And I yeah. got on there and before I knew it, I had built Palsadria essentially. Right. And I looked at it and I was like, this is it. This is the world that I want to play out in. Mm-hmm. And um, so Palsadria consists of uh, a few uh, separate continents. Uh, there's Pentagren, which is a, quite a few of our player characters are actually from, is which is the for far west. I had to remember my northeast, southwest <laughs> we, there. Yeah, we get a <laughs> my we got the map right there. Just oh yeah, dangling up there. We for can the most totally. Part. We will uh, once we get the our uh, Instagram and everything yep. up and going, which we will. Um, and uh, please go over there, and when we do get it set up, and give us a follow. That'd be great. You know, um, maybe we, like we like listeners. Yeah, we like listeners. We don't. <laughs> I mean, I love. I talk to myself regardless. So yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. no different. Except I have somebody to talk to. Yeah, um, less than a uh, more than a wall. More than a one. <laughs> more than a wall. <laughs> more than a wall. Less than two. More than one. Um, Oh, God. There we go again. My brain just fell off. Uh, Continents. Continents. Thank you. So Pentagram, the far west uh, to the south is the elven, uh, kind of primarily elven continent of uh, Valken. Wow. Valken. I was just reading something the other day. Velmarna. Wow. My own world. I should know this stuff. (laughs) Dude, I forget my own shit. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, To the far east is a kind of uh, a split continent it's the only uh two continents that are actually connected via a, a bridge yep um which is exfolia which is a primarily kind of think of uh, like a, a a sprawling savanna okay 
it is very it's not like barren wasteland by any means there is a lot there's marshlands and there's um it's generally flat it's very flat despite the gargantuan volcano that's on the on the continent yeah well you know, you know they and, erupt and burn shit down yeah and, and which uh there's also a very large desert in exfolia um there to the north is where frick is from uh ultra it is a primarily mountainous con- con- just huge mountains and a lot of volcanic activity, but the dwarves have managed to harness it. Harness it, yeah, because they they use the forges mm-hmm. with all that lava, and it kind of keeps that buildup and pressure from causing all these yep. volcanoes to go off. Um, so that's where Frick is from, is just in the continent of Ulthra. Yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, baby. Uh, in the very north is Malkandir, which is essentially just a boring frozen tundra. It is um, there is no real settlements. Think nomad nomadics. Um, okay. There's a lot of nomad tribes of people that kind of rove across the the north. Um, like northern Alaska type. Yeah, uh, and there's like severe severe cold snap weather that kind of seems to, at a regular rotation, move across the continent. So they're mm-hmm. essentially like constantly trying to beat that all year long. They okay. stay ahead of it. Yep. Because if you get in that, oh boy. It's dun, like dun, Mount dun, Everest. Dun. <laughs> yeah, it is like Mount Everest style freezing temperatures and winds. Gotcha. Um, it wasn't always that way though. Malkandir mm-hmm. at one point was a somewhat... Not tropical by any means, but a warmer mm-hmm. uh, a climate. Yeah. And while Pentagrana stated in the beginning is kind of the four seasons continent of, of mm-hmm. Palisadrian. You know, it goes through spring, summer, fall, winter, um, and is primarily kind of wooded. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lakes pockmarked throughout of it. So it's kind of got a huge ocean in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the center of that ocean is the fallen city of Eladon. I, I just want to point out, too, that this world was created by a geologist. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I kind of have a degree in geology, so I understand this shit. Uh, but yeah, in the center is the fallen city of Eladon. It is uh, known as the Hollowed Isle. And just north of that is kind of my Palsedra's idea of a world tree called Tal Amanoth mm-hmm. surrounded by the eight realms um, which are just islands right they're islands each island the reason why they call them the different realms is every realm is different yep and for some reason despite this not being a huge area each island seems to have its own flora and fauna and its own very unique microbiome. So, hence, very cool. it got kind of nicknamed by the locals. Not really locals. Nobody hangs out in the ocean like that except for pirates and shit. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't <laughs> worry. <clears throat> um, but besides that, I guess, uh, should I kind of talk about what happened to Eladon? Um, How Basement Arcana came to be? I think... Well, I know for the 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 
if you want to do like a brief rundown, because I know within the first uh, recorded session, right. we had we had a very uh, uh, actually we more had had more of an in depth backstory recap, yeah, than an actual Palsadria info dump. Yeah, so I mean, I won't get really too much into it. I mean, if you guys are listening to this, chances are you're listening to it because you. Yeah, you, you heard the other one. You heard the the first yeah. podcast. Session so. one. Now nah, we'll skip to the recap. We'll skip to the recap. No, this isn't going to be a recap, people. This is more uh, This is more DM to DM banter. Um, and as well as, you know, just talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and yeah. specific things in our individual campaigns that um, were interesting. And that we'd like to dig a little bit deeper into. Um, and what really grinds my gears. gears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Eladon, Eladon fell due to the summoning of the Amalgam, which is a ginormous arcane creature, uh, very reminiscent of Akira's massive blob yeah uh, carmen's trapper keeper <laughs> carmen's trapper keeper which was honestly my not carmen's trapper keeper but the akira blob <laughs> damn it uh was my inspiration for this i was like i need something just crazy that yeah. could be like an all world encompassing destruction yeah um and it was the demons and fiends that summoned this and they were like oh shit we can't control that thing. And it went out of control and uh, essentially destroyed the entire island, which was the whole city, central capital city of Palsadri itself, Eladon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and uh, keep, uh, if you guys keep listening, you'll, you will unfold some shit. Hear some shit, and you will unfold all the secrets of Palsadria. All secrets shall be revealed. Um, so I know that like you've actually sat down and thought about all this, which in turn was like, well, how the hell did everybody get so scattered on, on, uh, my continent of Valith? Yep. Um, so I went back and I started thinking about how, how long ago it would have been that. The crater sea at the center of it would have been formed. Right. And like that's sh- that shit I need to know. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I I was like, oh, this is cool. This, this is, is a, a cool crater sea. Don't worry yeah, about it. Though. Yeah, it, it was natural. <laughs> like it it happened. Don't worry about how it happened or when it happened. It was long so long ago that nobody remembers. The penultimate episode session of your campaign will be why and how yeah <laughs> that'll be the final <laughs> it was an asteroid dun, 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 dun. that's it dinosaurs are real <laughs> yeah so i mean the the way i see it is that it's 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 like thousands of years before that it was created mm-hmm. but it's almost like a a mass extinction event okay right where much of the 
but it, it not to the point where it was a primitive people that were necessarily wiped out and i guess maybe not mass extinction but much of the population would have been wiped out more like a mass exodus needed to happen was that um or a lot of people died it was it was more of like a like a lot of people in the civilizations died okay right um where but it also it's essentially like the forest fire coming so the new growth can can prosper right it wasn't necessarily a bunch of primitive people mm-hmm. um but it did allow for smarter stronger um people of different races to you can say it man darwinism it's a real thing <laughs> well, yeah, well yeah i mean i didn't i wasn't even thinking like darwinism you know survival of the fittest though yeah yeah but like also mentally fit and like magically fit you know all that stuff uh and that's that's where all that comes from now the shifting island i have to figure that part out i don't know where that comes into play the only thing i do know is how often it's seen and i can't tell you guys that no no because obviously (laughs) like we said we are players in each other's campaigns and that's why we can't really give off too much information but um and that sucks too because you guys were on the shifting island when the last campaign ended and you were you were about to battle a cool fucking thing and that's uh yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just found this out. <laughs> yeah, you guys are about to battle something cool. And um, not for nothing, there's some cool shit coming up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. And, I mean, and, I'm, yeah, I I'm, can't you, say we can kind of tell, I can tell at least, um, that we're building up to something big mm-hmm. in your campaign. Um, it's kind of hard to keep track of sometimes not by your Mm -hmm. means whatsoever it's more or less our our wrenches um yeah scattered decisions scattered decisions exactly and um getting stuck yep on small things you know and you can see how that can really i mean I'm just as much of a culprit. I spent my entire night, instead of getting a long rest, making a fucking cloak out of a displacer <laughs> and somehow rolled well enough to have this badass displacer cloak now. Um, but I can tell that we're we're leading up to something big. Like, there's been a few pretty big revelations that have happened. Right. Um, right. As far from as finding out that Mian, who by the way is one of skips <laughs> that's my first character first character yeah. in uh i believe it was logan's yep the salt campaign, marsh campaign the salt marsh campaign um which was by the way just an awesome fucking tie-in i really enjoyed that <laughs> it was kind of like that i sat there and just like stared off in the distance i was like i know this i know this i know this i know this i know oh my god <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um well, the, yeah. the the entire time was like, well, I can't, I can't necessarily play this character ag- again, again, yeah, right now, um, and I don't know if we're gonna go back to 
that campaign ever. I mean, already... I still have Callian yeah. in my in my I've character got, list. I still have I still have mine too. But I was like, this would actually be a really cool uh, origin story for yeah, me. and just tie it all in that way. Um, obviously, it's in different worlds. Salt Marsh is one of the one of the wizards' realms, and yep. Valif on uh, in my world of Erta is obviously homebrewed shit. But I I just figured I'd throw that in there, and then. I feel like what oh there were like there were things that you didn't even pick up on from the last campaign right so when when you guys went to in the last campaign you guys were set in the city of Hullhelm yeah right and you guys went to the Downfeather Inn you guys didn't realize that there is in CSET, there was under construction, the new inn that was going in was also the Downfeather Inn. And it was the, the elven girl, Downfeather, Downfeather Wisp. Oh, my God. She, she, um, sort of, she, she fled Hullhelm. Yeah, because everybody to- had to, like, the... The shit that happened. The shit that happened. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. was the, gonna get killed because of uh, Joe's character. Yeah, his his character's dad was um, was murdered, and like it was his, a slash and burn campaign. His, that they his were going character through was framed for the murder, and then right. the general came to Hullhelm because that's give her where up was, or yeah, give her up or we're you know this town won't be as you knew it before and. Your entire party took it as we're going to destroy this place. And in a manner of speaking, they did. Yeah. Right. They set up a blockade, not letting ships in or out. This is essentially a, a, a trade blockade. Yeah. You know, one of the elves to the north of the crater blockaded the end, uh, the peninsula that you guys were on, mm-hmm. making it near impossible to feed that city she packed up she shot and fled and opened and now she's in belest oh my god yeah but we were too busy trying to get potions from the healer you guys you guys were all (laughs) over the place um i feel like there were a few tie-ins that i i off the off the cuff i can't remember but i like doing those yeah because it makes you feel like you're in like part of that world part of that storyline you know yeah and and it takes place your campaign now takes place well when we started was about i would say a month or two after after your last campaign okay it's relatively close gotcha um so with that there's there's the possibility of future crossover stuff. Right. But um, Which is great because, I mean, you have that ability having ran two campaigns within the same world. Right. And, um, yeah, so there's just, there's a whole slew of ways. Sure. For, it's just how much are we going to be able to, I mean, I picked up on the Mian thing right yeah. away. And that, um, that had nothing to do with that fucking, I was... I was wondering who, if anybody, was going to pick up on that. Yeah, and I could tell it was to be honest. I it wasn't until I was like Logan, that's fucking Skip's character, and he was like, 
oh my God. And then it kind of just started traveling around the yeah. table. And I yeah. was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I started the wave. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, it's, that's going to be something that, like you said, it, it makes you feel more not only part of it as yeah. like you're living out this story. And it, and it, it feels builds like it could, that role yeah, playing there, aspect. There could be a, like it's a real place and things are happening. Mm-hmm. And you're not just like farming stuff. There's not just this. You know, you're not you're, you're you're not grinding for experience or leveling up. You're actually progressing through what's going on in that world. Right. And I think again, it just it just makes it fun to have those little tie-ins. Just so, and I guess a little bit too to connect where we stopped last time and give a little bit of. Maybe not necessarily closure to that. But in a but way, a, but it a little, is. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so we didn't really just put a cap on that. Like, yeah. we are now just continuing to play out that storyline. On the other side. On the, the other side continent. of the continent as different people. Yeah. Like, we're still living out that same storyline in a way. But yep. we're progressing and approaching it from a whole different Yeah timeline yeah. and well same timeline different and i and i kind of wanted to do that because we didn't get as far as we we could have yeah but covid's a bitch man covid is a bitch covid was a bitch <laughs> that no, was I'm, that was the campaign killer it was um it was tough for sure but i mean i i remember times when we were like fuck covid let's get together and just do this anyway <laughs> like if we all get it let's just do it yeah. you know we continue to play um everybody was like i'll stay fucking 10 feet away from it. we'll just play yeah. from the other we'll side of the, the room. other side of the room i mean i we always could have gone the route of <clears throat> um doing video but to me yeah. it just it's not the same it's not it's really not the same i've thought about doing the whole what is it uh Roll 20. roll 20 thing yeah. and i was about to hit like the okay go yeah and i was like i just can't do it you know like part of the fun for me is yeah being able to get out um be with, with my friends yeah. be with the crew make jokes laugh um and all that kind of it's just not really the same when you're like just sitting in your room yeah or, yeah. or something like that and completely different i can hear my dogs going nuts and my, yep. my girlfriend going nuts going <laughs> asking me to do a few things i love her to death i love you bev you're great i love you um god damn it play um but back to i'm in the basement with my friends my damn it my toilet so we're coming up on uh we got, we're coming up on an hour, man. We're 15 minutes of just nonstop babble. Yeah, well, I wanted to cap this off with saying um, something that only is funny because this was a huge tie-in in my story for me. Yep. We're on session one, so I haven't been able to do much. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a it was a good long session. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Okay. Um, was. Dude, something Frick, Frick killed three dudes on his own. He did it. He dudes. did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, something only you could pick up on as a fellow critter. Was okay. The fact that the relic used to summon yeah. Yeah. the amalgam was the hand of Vecna. Yep. Which I didn't want to really pull directly from 
critical box machina. Yep. Um, but the thing about how that all ended with Joe's character just bouncing off into another realm mm-hmm. was the fact that now the hand is, is it up. could be in any it could realm. be in any realm it yeah. could be in any universe in any multiverse at that yep. point so i mean for goodness sakes that i'm pretty sure the whole dungeon and dragons Baldur's gate is about that like a portion of that game stems from okay the stealing of the hand of vecna okay and i was like okay cool so i can use this and it's such a badass freaking item that i was like <laughs> yo what else is gonna be able to infuse all this power other than like a freaking demon lord's yeah severed hand right so i was like boom here you go hand of vecna who's gonna pick up on it i'm uh, pretty sure only <laughs> one person but i'll do it anyway that's funny and i know like i i feel like they picked up on it um through like watching stranger things yeah and that's another thing like stranger things is huge right now yeah everywhere you look is vecna 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 i like what they did too is they made one of his hands bigger yeah so you know you have the hand you have yeah that's it that's the hand yeah so um I guess moving on, yeah. What's uh, what's next on our agenda? Um, so the, I mean, as far as this goes, I think we got pretty good into uh, who we are and why we're doing this. Yeah, mostly just for fun. Mostly just because we yeah. got nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, well, speaking for myself, I am. So I'm solitary, so I, you know, I I got time on my hands. Yeah, I'm a pretty, I'm a, I'm like what you'd call an uh, an extroverted introvert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I prefer, like if I had the opportunity, I would stay home for a week straight and do nothing. Yeah, I mean, not do nothing. Yeah. I'd find and then a you lot get a, of things. You get a wild to hair up your ass, and I'm you're like, like, I gotta go see someone for um, like 15 minutes. Yeah, and then, that's then it I gotta after go. That, then I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we eventually, like we said, are going to have a discord and an Instagram set up. I think right now you've got the discord set up. Yeah. So I have the discord set up and what I've done with it already is I've made some private and public channels, private being the ones that are primarily for us as players and DMs. It's a way for me to communicate with my players my players to communicate with me. I gotta get my screen name too. Um, yeah, and once we get everybody in there, um, it'll be a way for us to also kind of interact with you guys as the audience, um, as well as I've made some channels for. I will obviously be putting up um, the map of Palsadria, and a general. I think that it would be great if everybody could kind of have a little bit of like art of themselves yeah and we can post those on uh the instagram once we get that set up and that'll leave a whole world of possibilities well what's cool about that is three currently three of the players are are tattoo tattoo artists apprentices apprentices, and we've got we've got jason coming in this week great yep that's right uh, i told him um, so I think he's going to have a, a character developed for the upcoming session. Okay, good. Uh, hopefully he'll get it to you before. The family grows. Yeah. <laughs> the family yeah. grows. Grows and becomes more difficult. To uh, yeah, 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 
it's, <laughs> it, it's been good up until now, God damn it. Not, um, not for nothing, man. I, I don't want to take anything away from any of the players whatsoever. But even, like, missing one player for a night. Combat it's, went so it much was so faster, much quicker. Yeah. Things go a little bit smoother. Uh, so if you're DMing for the first, first time, time, maybe tighten it up a little bit. Three, maybe make four it a little, people yeah. is a great starting point. Yeah. And let me tell you what, three is better. <laughs> it just, it's yeah. going to... There, there's a if you're playing new and this is your first time DMing and you're playing with maybe new characters as well. There's gonna be a lot of hang on, let me look at the player's yeah. handbook and hang on, let me yeah. look at this. And there's a lot of utilities out there. And I mean, I'm we're not sponsored by any means, but D and D Beyond has yep. been a gr- phenomenal tool for all of us. I think in the last session, I'll have to look back at it. Uh, if I did say anything disparaging about D and D Beyond, it was, it was about the app. <laughs> yeah, the app is a little the versus the uh, the uh, interface on the actual website itself. Yeah, so the app can be extremely, I guess how the website's more user friendly. Yes, and the app makes it so like okay here's everything in front of my face but god forbid you have to change anything mm-hmm. or add or delete something mm-hmm. the app itself does not make it easy but they have the link in there for you guys for people to just be like i want to go to the page would and be my recommendation go just, to the page just go to the just page. go to the page and um if you're really just looking for like a quick glance type of thing then the app is great um but otherwise you can open up that app and go right to the web page and you can customize everything everything. at your fingertips at your fingertips it's great Um, but yeah i'd really like to get us um some character art i've as you guys saw i already started with frick um i think jojo's probably probably got something up his sleeve for his jojo's got plenty of time to and logan was saying dude logan was saying that uh crumb lord looks like carl from aqua teen so <laughs> it's essentially fantasy Carl. Oh my god. <laughs> also funny that there's three humans. Yeah. Three humans and a goblin. Uh three humans and a goblin, you're right. And I'm sure Jason will be a Minotaur barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> or a uh uh a half giant barbarian or anything along those lines. So we'll have You know what I was thinking? Would be fucking hilarious, dude. I was thinking of, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I was thinking of a potential multi-class as a goblin fighter barbarian. I mean, you, you just, <laughs> you, <laughs> you do you. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Uh, you can, uh. The if, shortest barbarian on earth. Uh, not only would you have all the perks of being a fighter, but you can freaking I would like to rage. <laughs> I would like to rage, and that would I feel like, yeah, that's uh that is a death sentence for me. <laughs> <laughs> but not to make wanna, it too complicated. Yeah, but you can, I mean there's not being a barbarian isn't that complicated. Dealing no, with that no. kind of stuff isn't that bad. And I think that it's just 
the early game resistances from being a barbarian is like broken broken yeah shit. yeah it really is oh you mean i can resist every every type of physical, physical damage yeah cool why not and if i take the right barbarian subclass then i have resistances to certain magics yeah even better yeah um I won't do that, dude. Okay, no, you do I whatever do you want to do, buddy. The world is yours. What, what I've dude. got, what I've got, planned for this guy, I mean, he's just gonna be super fun as is. And I can tell that, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad to see. Like, I've noticed that I have a very uh, distinct archetype with almost every one of my characters. <laughs> yeah, some sort of um, uh, spellcasting zealot. Zealot, yeah, or um, I. Th- I like a um, uh, dark past has been yeah, a, a, yeah. a running. What do you like theme? on your fourth haunted one? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think haunted one is just my favorite. I'm just like boom, boom, done. Yeah, easiest I know. Easiest I know. I think the most like the biggest outlier out of any of my characters was Versailles. Yeah. I mean, he had sex with two Leonin and a royal cap, like royal yeah building yeah, yeah, within yeah, like yeah. session three. I mean, yeah, he was definitely the. Uh, and one of my favorite characters to play. Yeah. Um, but no, I think um, I think I lost my train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta wrap this up into a tight little bow. Yeah. Here. So we got we've got a lot of uh, the Discord stuff set up. So we're hoping people will join, follow. Uh, eventually, uh, hopefully, pretty soon, I'll get the the instagram set up okay and i will have to discuss a little more if we want to get into any other forms of social media yeah i think um like as far as for me i'm i've I've never gotten into twitter i'm sorry for all you twitter folks out there no um facebook to me is a it's it's out it's out yeah it's a dying breed i know like tiktok's probably the way to go yeah it probably is um but uh i'm yeah <laughs> yeah instagram yeah. and tiktok it's kind but of it's, where it's a lot of extra work to yeah. get on all those social media things so, so i think for now you'll probably see us on instagram and that would be the easiest way for yeah. y'all out there to find us uh, and um we probably. will be linking the discord in there yeah um so what's the di- Discord name? Is it just Basement Arcana? It's Basement Arcana. Sweet. Yep. It's Sweet. uh, it's right in there. It's just, uh, I believe it's Basement Space Arcana. <laughs> Where uh, and, and then maybe I'll just do Basement under, underscore Arcana for Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And um, we once... Don't take that before I... I I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> know there's I you trolls this. out there. You uh, trolls. And you will know us by uh, the profile photo of a really friggin cool uh 80s yeah very 80s synth wave yep. poster of a party of adventurers walking towards a castle with a huge pink beam of light shooting yeah so up and funny it. about that i just gotta say it really quickly as uh skip made this art uh himself Fire. Oh yeah, I used the uh, the the AI thing. The AI, yeah, but it came out really. It came out cool. real good. Thing is, is it had way more to do with <laughs> my story than I felt comfortable with <laughs> because he like showed it to me and I was like, "Holy shit, this is literally the first scene 
of what I have of yeah of like of what I had planned for these boys um and it really blew me away I I was to be honest with you dude it was a phenomenal fucking piece of artwork and uh way to go uh computers thank you yeah really AI take over the world do it I dare you (laughs) I I um thank Google quite frequently when asking it for assistance yeah now google will do its thing yeah google will do its thing yep. when you need it to so thank you google you're you're <laughs> a, a help once again not sponsored but <laughs> hey if you're looking google <laughs> yeah just <laughs> send us an a, email yeah toss a google home my way yeah um okay. i think for the night that's it man yeah i think that's about it for tonight everybody and uh we really thank whoever has so far tuned in and Um, hopefully you'll continue to tune in yeah and we haven't just like talked your ear off and pissed you off enough and if we have come back we'll do it again yeah we'll be here all right we'll talk to you dwellers later out dwellers